1: all right guys i i am bringing you some amazing guests today i have got both the brains and the brawn the good looks and the intellect and also tyler himself introducing (laughs) david and tyler of engage and conserve outdoors gentlemen how are we doing today doing well how are you (laughs) doing great (laughs) goofy for sure oh man first off i started calling tyler before i hit record taylor this entire time he didn't take too kindly to this and now i now i insult him further i don't know how how this podcast is going to go
2: it'll be all right walt
1: <laughs> the good news is if you like the story where where somebody pooped themselves in the saddle it sounds like david's got a good story to come on the podcast at a, a future time and and share as well there's a, gonna be an underlying theme of men pooping themselves on the podcast Perfect. As long as all all the mountain
3: house meals don't stop me up in Idaho, it might have a story.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, guys, in case you can't tell, we are all slap happy with joy, and that is all for one reason. Gentlemen are returning to the land of fruit and honey, Idaho, to, for round two, chase Wapiti. And the purpose of today's podcast is to outline with them what they're gonna do differently this year, how they're gonna go about chasing elk, and we've already had them on the show once to talk about what they did last year. This is gonna be a two part series similar to Chasing Kansas, where they're gonna come on, set the stage, and then they're gonna return and tell you how they applied it and how it worked, the whole the whole enchilada. So I am over the moon excited and I know my guests are as well. So without further ado, Tyler, David what are your expectations going out this this year you know last year i think uh the the, the goal would have been just to kill an elk this year i think uh, as successful as you were and with the encounters that you had you're going out there with some different expectations
2: yeah um so also you know me personally i think uh, the expectations this time is uh we were very lucky and very fortunate to have found the elk where we did um and we uh we learned quickly, I guess is a good way to put it, right? So we had a pretty quick learning curve to where we were able to, uh, you know, we were lucky, we were fortunate to talk to people and have people pour into us, but also uh, to, I guess, roll the dice and apply different things we had heard. And uh, this year we'll definitely, you know, that'll definitely be something we're looking at doing. And we have a more general uh, general understanding about how they'll utilize the landscape and uh, how we're going to approach it with, uh, and I mean, I'll let David, he might have a different expectations than, than I do. I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to say, I'm trying not to be the guy that's going to jinx it, but I am going to say I anticipate that carbon will fly.
1: <laughs> well, not, not to cut David out of the conversation, but I think it's important to note, I think you're going out there with a different set of tags this year, right?
2: So... what no, we'll all have tags. All of us will have elk tags, right? Is that what you're asking?
1: Oh, I I was under the impression that it was elk. It, two people had elk, and two people had deer. I may have misunderstood. We We decided to change it up last night oh. because
2: that's the way we roll. So all
1: three are going to be elk. <laughs> okay, go <Yeah>. ahead.
2: <laughs> so
3: so uh, last year we had four of us that went out there, and this year Jordan uh, just had a baby a couple weeks ago, so he's not going to join us this year. So we've actually going one less, going with three, and um, we were contemplating a couple elk tags and a mule deer tag, but we decided we'll just go out there with uh, three elk tags instead. They were going down very quickly um, as far as the state was selling them quickly and I think are sold out now in that unit we're going, so we're going to go three deep with elk tags.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, do you, David, do you share uh, Tyler's sentiment that uh, carbon will fly? Do you, or are you bold enough to say that uh, death death will, will occur afterwards?
3: I've, no, I'm not that bold. And, <laughs> uh, I think last year our expectations were just to have opportunity to let carbon fly. You know, the to get an elk last year, first trip, no guides, you know, just four guys from the uh, – east coast going out there together you know not having a clue about elk cutting besides what we've learned you know talking to people and watching youtube videos um i think over exceeded our expectations last year so this year you know trying to keep it a little bit more humble than Tyler is um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know i just hope to have an encounter again you know that's my expectations if we can get in on elk you know, I think that um, that that will that will be great if we can come home with one. That'll exceed my expectations again.
2: I, and I'll say this for Dave, like um, he because you know when me and Jordan were on there, we talked about uh, Jordan missed, and then uh, David had that encounter with that elk when I was calling. And I'll go ahead and say this: he has shot the absolute dog out of his boat. And uh, I, you need to text Walter, that picture, David, of uh, the arrow through the gate. Yeah. This man's been shooting <laughs> like a madman at, like, 100 hundred yards and 80 yards nonstop. And when we get to 50 yards, 60 yards, David's groups are no lie. They are, like, the back, the bottom side of a solo cup at uh, 50, 50 to 60 yards. He's just stacking them. Um, oh, wow. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing. I expect if David comes a full draw on something it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it goes down because I I don't think it'll share the same fate as it did last year. I hope well,
1: so. <laughs> I I you know I think the fate of last year I would still take it as a success as much fun as you got into I know I, a lot of people preach punch and tags and and it's important obviously to be able to bring home some meat but my god it for two guys, for well for four guys last year three this year that went out there blind, never having set foot on the spot. Y'all had one hell of an encounter experience, not just encounter, but just experience as a whole. Oh yeah. So, so let's talk about tactics. Are y'all going to be changing any of the tactics? Are you going to, the, the approach that you had last year, is it going to remain similar? Go ahead,
2: Dave.
3: Um, yeah, I think it's going to remain similar. We're going back, um, to where we had some success last year and, we're hoping we're going to actually – I think uh, we kind of decided a couple nights ago we're going to hit a new spot back in that same area right off – right when we get there just because we want to see something new. You know, we've we've had some uh, connections tell us that that might be a place to try. So um, – but, yeah, we're going to use the similar tactics. You know, we're going a little bit earlier. Don't know if they're going to be as vocal this year. Um, going out opening weekend, so we might have to change it up a little bit. But um, our calling skills are above average, I think, for beginners, but we're still not – we're no – we're no
2: uh, we're no, uh Tyler Ross. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. no,
2: no Corey Jacobson's yet. No, and I'll just uh, – I'll add, to Were uh, you done, Dave? You got more? I've, I've always got more, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, man, he is a jewel. He's a jewel. Um, I think one of the things I was just going to add to it is um, this year we're trying to be as mobile as possible, and we've done that with how we're prepping and how we're uh, we we're preparing like our packs to where if you know if we have the if we get up there and we need to get up off the ground or you know we need to get up and just follow the elk, we're going to have that ability to do that to where we're going to have camp on our back um and just be you know be that route and i, I have a feeling with it being as early uh, one of the reasons why we have switched where we're going to is with what Dave was saying about us being fortunate to have folks we've talked to is uh it's been a really wet year um especially in the area we're going and that's not usually the case usually it's you know very very dry out there um and it's starting i guess um so i'm a i'm a, I'm a nerd and i call and talk to the people at the ranger district that we're going to um, so much so that the, uh, the lady that answers the phone knows, knows my accent and knows it's me. Ah, um, ah, ah. So I that's talked awesome. to them. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a big tool, but um, I talked to them and they said, it's starting to get back into the swing of the normal regime as far as it goes with the dryness um, and the moisture. But that means that there's going to be a lot more food in a lot of different areas and elk may be more dispersed. But when we're going, there's going to be higher temperatures. So David and Tyler were sitting there talking, and actually, like, you know, with all those factors, they said, well, why don't we go check out this spot? And the way, you know, putting everything together, more north-facing, more timbered, um, closer to water and a wallow that they found, that's that's what we're going to start doing is, you know, using the landscape a whole, whole lot more uh, to our advantage.
1: So let's, let's build on that a little bit three people are going this year instead of four, correct? Mm-hmm. So last year there were several times in that story where two and two broke off and went after it. What yep. are you all going to do in this situation given that there's only three people? Is one person going off solo or? it's It's been brought up. Um, Tyler, uh, so since he's not on here and it doesn't bother
2: me to talk smack.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Tyler is trying to pull the spirit of the great white hunter, Jordan Hotchkiss. And he said he's volunteered to go by himself the first night, didn't he, Dave?
3: Yeah. Sleep by himself and everything. So wow, I, I don't even know if he really wants to hang out with us.
2: So it hey, might just God. be me and David hunting and we might find Tyler like, you know, he'll be like bear claw off of freaking Jeremiah Johnson. We might find him at the end <laughs> of it. He'll be calling us pilgrim and talking about, you know, who knows, but no, we, we've <laughs> talked about it and, i think and and uh, i think like what we'll probably end up doing is david actually pulled the trigger and got us some walkie talkies so yeah you can't use them to
1: uh like if we locate but you can communicate with each other sure
2: yeah we can't use them like all right take a look you know but we can to like stay in touch and uh I think we'll stay within eye shot. It just a lot of it's going to be variables. But if we've got to if we've got to break up and go three ways, you know, um, we will. But I'll let David talk on that because he's actually you know we he's talked a lot about it with us.
3: Yeah, I think you know when we first get out there, we've got a good spot that we can within what say a mile of each other Mm -hmm. bias three different directions, and we know. You know, we're assuming that early season they're not going to be as vocal, um, possibly. So if we can just spot a herd or spot some elk, you know, so I think the when we first get there, that's a high possibility of just splitting up a little bit, trying to glass and, and get our eyes on something to where we can make a move.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, and I know that you guys are – fairly dedicated uh i don't think you would sacrifice a hunt but you're fairly dedicated to capturing this as much as possible on camera so i can i could see the appeal of of several scenarios where hunter and cameraman are are considered kind of one unit and the other guy's doing the calling you know maybe backing up and trying to convince the the that he's further away than he is and draw him in you know i could see it it could become an advantage uh in that regard to just kind of keep acting like there's only two people there
2: yeah and um you know, because that's how we've had to use. You know, hunting hunting some of these toms. You know, some of these turkeys in the mountains. Like you've had, we've done that in the past in different scenarios. Like, right? Somebody be set up and get to that hangout zone. So, we're cool with it and touching in on the the filming. Like, we're gonna try. David's actually uh, got a camera. Tyler's gonna have a GoPro. Um, I'll have my camera. We're gonna try and get as much as we can. But one thing, like, we've always been committed about when we had like our first sit down and talk about engaging conserve was we're not going to sacrifice a kill to get it get it on the camera Sure, like that's secondary man like you know that's that's the primary reason we're out there is to kill something and to bring it home and to eat it but the secondary like would be capturing that if we right. can awesome but if we can't it is what it is
1: you know right right well i think I think that's part of the learning curve, right? If you guys were able to do a Land of the Free tour where you had 45 days of unrestricted elk hunting, at that point you're a little more capable of saying, well, you know, early on, let's try and get it on film. And if we really start struggling, first thing, first chance we get, we just kill it, camera or not. You guys are going out there for your second ever elk trip. It just makes no sense to, to sacrifice the, the rare, relatively rare opportunity you have to get it on video. I mean, I just it's not needed.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. And and next year and, uh Jordan has a fancy mirrorless camera now. Yeah. So next year we'll you know, we'll make that more of a mission.
1: Well and I think I think if you kill one year, you have to the next time you go play cameraman. I think that's the yep. only that's the only fair thing and it you know, he decided to have a child, you know. I mean this <laughs> is Mrs... <laughs> um... <laughs> He's gonna listen to this and just blast me man but <laughs> um you know but yeah now he's he i know he's i know he's hurting not not to go it's 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 bugging him so he's
2: already made us commit and david can say what he said but he was like the second you're in range and you have any signal enough to facetime me i don't care where you're at you better facetime me yeah
1: like yeah. you know <laughs> y'all y'all gonna have the data to, to facetime We'll find somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> y'all going to be maybe. linking up those walkie-talkies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So y'all are going to the same spot this year as you as you did last time, maybe with some, some slight uh, more known focus of, of what areas you're going to. Because if memory serves me correctly, the last time you were on the podcast, uh, I think it was like episode 98, Y'all talked about how a lot of this was, I think this area has elk, let's go find them. Now it's more of, now we know kind of where the elk are, let's be more focused. Yeah. Yes. Okay. For sure. Gotcha. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And y'all are going to be packing the same way this time as you were last time? Everything on your back, moving with the herd?
3: Yep. So last time we actually kind of, we were rookies and we set up a base camp and not necessarily at the truck but back in there and we would end up chasing the elk you know three four miles away from that base camp and then have to hoof it back gotcha Um, so it was still off our packs we were still back in there you know away from the truck but this year instead of doing that we're gonna just keep camp on our back you know that extra 15 pounds isn't going to be that huge a difference, you know, when we've already got the packs and all our food for three, four days. Right. So so might as well just keep the tent and the sleeping bag on us too and and be a a little bit more mobile this year than we were last. I think that was one of our – I think we might have had a little bit more energy and maybe a few more encounters if we would have not done it that way.
1: So what gear are you taking differently this year? Did you learn any lessons with what you had? Was there something that you thought was going to be adequate, but it wasn't, and you've made adjustments for this year? Or is there just something new and shiny you want to talk about?
2: Get it, Dave. You
1: got it.
3: So I had knee surgery, blew my ACL out last spring or winter. And so last year going out there, I just went back to work um, not – probably two months before we left. So I'd been in rehab. So I tried to stay as light as possible last year. I mean, I more or less had a spike tent and um, a really light sleeping pad. Everything else, you know, I took, but I took unnecessary items. This year, my pack will be close to the same weight because I'm taking out some of those unnecessary items that I took, you know. And, uh, but I upgraded my sleeping pad to a super thick, comfortable sleeping pad with a built in pillow. And I'm still taking my cheap one or my light one to keep in the truck if, if that's a little too heavy and bulky, but I figure if I'm gonna upgrade something, I might as well upgrade my
2: sleeping pad.
1: Shoot, yeah. No, I can see how that would be for sure. Tyler, what about you? You got any new goodies?
2: Uh yeah, nothing too crazy. I'm pretty excited about my uh... My solar charger that's going on the back, um, just as a backup emergency. Ooh, I've got a uh, – I actually got some good stuff for the trail um, for Food Wise. Jeff Moran from Milk for the Hunt hooked me up with uh, with some stuff when I bought. Fine fella. Yeah, I heck of a dude. Um, but uh, him and then, uh, the thing I'm really, like, pretty pumped about is I have a Mystery Ranch Sailway 60 that I want, all right? which was pretty awesome. I really like the frame. I like the bag. I don't know how well it's going to do in this scenario because I'm already running out of space, so I'm thinking I'm going to have to take my tent out and put it on my pack, which, you know, it is what it is. I'm really excited about testing that out, seeing how that's going. I got a pair of uh, Mendel boots, which I also won in a giveaway. So if you're listening <laughs> to this and it says like and subscribe on Instagram or something, <laughs> do it, because I've won twice this year doing it. <laughs> um, I'm interested for those, but I bought a, uh, a, a, a a new, well, it's an Elite Impulse 31. David, are ours 31s? Yeah, ours are yeah. Yeah. Elite Impulse 31, um, and I'm just really excited to see how that goes out there. I've always been a guy that's toted around a to Hoyt because of how tough they are, but this Elite, man, there's, I, I, I like the way it shoots, and I really enjoy it, so I'm excited to see how that goes, and that's like as far as it goes with gear, that's probably about the extent
1: of it that's awesome man yeah. so it sounds like this is going to be more of an experience with moderate tweaks right like yeah. we went we did it we experienced it we came back for a year and reflected on it and instead of trying to buy new gear to buy success it seems like you did a pretty good job of setting yourselves up to begin with and now you're just uh gonna apply you know the lessons you've learned
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah and
3: I, th- I think we'll end up you know upgrading gear every year but Um, we kind of we kind of talked about it and thought hey might as well buy pretty decent stuff one time and be done with it you know and because we were planning on going back again we just didn't know you know what we needed or how much of it
2: sometimes you know sure so i think i think you know, next year we'll probably have our food system more tweaked and being like more dialed in on how much we need to take and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but one big thing, man, and I think David will agree with this is like we weren't trying to go crazy when we first started buying year last year. You know, we bought what made sense and what was, you know, effective because we didn't want to. Because you, I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole. It's like we were talking the other day to save a few ounces you could be or save a few pounds maybe you could be spending thousands depending on what you want or what you have and that's one thing we we didn't get too caught up in in the first year um but we it's like david said we'll probably just continue to upgrade gear as we can um because a big thing to us is if the gear is going to hinder us from getting out there like purchasing new gear to get out there is going to hinder us from being able to go out there and buy tag, and hunt. It's really, you know, we'll make it, we'll figure out a way to make whatever we've got available to us work, you know.
1: Right. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, and, and Tyler, you and I talk uh, without fail Monday through Friday from 7 to 7.30. and Best we, 30 minutes of your day. Best 30 minutes of my day. It, worse, <laughs> too, at the same time. Um <laughs> And very predictably, for everybody who's wondering, there is a spot he hits every day about halfway through that phone call, and it, the phone call goes silent. And I just I turn my podcast back on, and I keep listening, and he, he calls me back. But uh, you you were talking about there's this threshold, there's this like cost benefit that you have to do with things, and decently decent gear costs X, and to improve from that decent threshold it doesn't just cost X, it costs nine X's to, to, to achieve a, a moderate change in weight or, or or you know, uh, functionality. And at yeah. some point, it kind of comes back to you just need to learn where the elk are and and just execute because it's functional at that point in time. And whatever you're working with right now is probably better than what Fred Bear had to work with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: I was, I was just going to say just a part of that, like uh, it comes back to me and Brandon were talking about the other day is, The latest and greatest in technologies, you know, if you're a crappy shot with your bow, it don't matter what broadhead you're shooting, what bow you're shooting, and what arrow you got. If you can't put that arrow where it needs to go, it don't matter how much money you spend on it. You know, and that's that threshold, I think, is dialing that in and finding that area for what we're doing. Would you agree, Dave? Oh, yeah, for sure. All
1: right, gentlemen, so here's the deal. This is what we're going to do to cap this one off. Here's 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 my concluder for you gentlemen. I need you both to come up with one, I'm talking Colin Cowherd style, hot take, bold prediction for this elk hunt each. I need one from each of you gentlemen.
2: You go first, David.
3: We're going to first day, spot a herd of elk, stalk in, two of us kill cows, get them taken care of, <laughs> and whoever's left will focus and we'll probably
1: lay down about a 300-inch bull. Woo! Dad gum! not uh, leave much meat left on the bone, Tyler.
2: No. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I'm going to go find some sage when we get out there and burn something <laughs> to get things <laughs> back in right to undo the potential jinx. No! Uh, let me see. A bold statement. I think... I think, I don't know, bold prediction. Uh, As long as uh, I don't make Tyler and David mad at me to where they make me go by my own camp, um, (laughs) that would be an awesome one. So that's my bold prediction, is that Tyler and David stay happy with me the whole time and I don't Ross out and, you know, (laughs) be that guy. Yeah, that's
3: wishful thinking. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we might
2: be hey we're more apt to uh tag out on a 300 inch bull
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well here's my bold prediction i think two elk come home with you guys one cow and uh one raghorn that's that's my bold prediction right there i think i think uh somebody tags a raghorn early and late in the hunt somebody gets an opportunity on a cow out and their their mouth starts salivating a little bit and that thing dies but if the uh, opportunity arises for all three of us to shoot a cow, all three of us are shooting a cow. <laughs> we need to have a podcast on that because I share a, cent- a similar sentiment, but old Jeff Moran, I think, would, would turn his nose up at that idea.
2: Well, he wears bandanas. You can't trust
1: people that wear bandanas. <laughs> bandanas <laughs> and shorts. And that's right. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right, gentlemen. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the show and, Best of luck to you, fellas. I I have the utmost confidence in you, and, and I cannot wait to record part two of this and share with everybody your GPS coordinates, where you killed the elk, how you did it, and the, the whole kit can and caboodle. Yeah, man,
2: if you just Googled Denver, Colorado, that's where we were at. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to HuntStand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.
1: I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.